0: Today is North London Derby Day and Mark Stern is excited. Very excited. (laughs) (laughs) Hello everyone, welcome to the wonderful World of Football Shirts. Um, I'm joined by Mark Stern. Say hello Mark. Hello, my friend Richard. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Good. Um, the reason why I said you're excited is you are. Well, why don't you tell us what you're wearing, Mark? I would love to. It's as you said. It's
1: the big Derby day today. A day that a lot of Arsenal fans. It's one of the. It's one of the days that you look for when the fixtures come out. Um, and at the start of this season, Arsenal released, re-released with Adidas Originals, the 92, uh, 1990 to 1992 home kit, which I bought because it's beautiful. And I'm wearing that today in the hope that somehow it will spur the team on in some subconscious way for us to hopefully win. Um, so, yeah, it's a lovely shirt. Um, hopefully it will give us the luck we need today.
0: Was that some kind of really bad pun saying, I hope it spurs us on? <laughs> it wasn't. Did I say that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. No, that was totally, maybe subconsciously, but um, no, that was not intentional <laughs> at all. <laughs> okay. Well, um, I'm going to put you on the spot here and seeing as it is North London Derby Day. And for those listeners who listened back to last week, um, Mark can't say anything nice about Spurs kits. That's just what he did. You know, he just quite honestly said it was rubbish. Uh, so I'm going to ask you right now, can you give me a nice Spurs kit? <sighs> You're killing me here. You're killing me here. You can say it through gritted teeth.
1: Yeah, I am. But there's a, there, is, there, there are actually two uh, recent Spurs shirts I don't hate let's say um okay. so the one was um the th- they're both actually third kits weirdly enough so maybe that's why they're not like then they're almost more like the fashion versions rather than the actual football kit versions, which is maybe why I like them a bit more than um, than some of the kits. But the one the, the third kit from the 2018-2019 season, which was the shirt that they wore when they beat Ajax in the Champions League semi-final. Um, which and again, we've talked a lot about how football shirts are for me bring back memories. And I remember watching that game with the the goal that they scored right at the end and what i will say and i'm really putting myself on record here even as an arsenal fan watching that you're like that is a that is a historic moment that's just happened considering what happened in the game with man city where there was that var call that went that i think city scored but it got called out for var or something And anyway, Spurs wore this shirt. It's a a kind of minty green uh, shorts and a minty green top that fades up into this. I think it's actually a a landscape of London, like almost like a a map version of London.
0: I believe. And actually, it's funny you say this because this was probably when we were originally thinking about these podcasts. This was actually one of the ideas of shirts that I'd like to discuss at some point in more detail, because as far as I am aware, it's a map of North London.
1: Yeah. Wonder if Arsenal's on there at any point. Probably not. <laughs> that <laughs> would like be quite idea. funny.
0: The Tottenham badge is very strategically placed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that would be good. So anyway, so that, that is, that's a nice shirt, I guess. And the other one that I don't hate also, I think, is the third strip from this season, which... Uh, what season are we now? 2019, 2020 or 2020 2021? We're 20, 2020, 2021. 2020 So this 21 So this was the third strip from last season, which we mentioned actually uh, in the episode yes. last week, um, which is the all-sky blue with the old-school Nike tick uh, logo... Um, I like the retroness of it, the classicness of it, we've talked about the Roma kit last week, we talked about the Barcelona kit, Um, this is in that same mould, I guess, so, I mean, do I love it? No. Do I hate it? (sighs) It's okay. It's not the worst. Um, so there we go. I hope maybe there's something, some sort of nugget of information that you can cling on to there that you will one day hold me accountable for by saying that I like a Tottenham shirt.
0: Not at all. I, I, um, I hope to have the same grilling when Wolves play West Brom. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, There are two very nice shirts and probably ones we will discuss in more detail at some point. Another thing I was thinking about was... When it comes to the North London Derby, there is this classic thing that the fact that they wear both their home kits adds to the gravitas of the game because you're both wearing your iconic colours.
1: Yeah, I think there's something really nice about that, almost like seeing your team playing in an away game, wearing your home kit, scoring a goal in your opponent's stadium in your iconic kit that is really something quite special. I mean, when I'm thinking about Spurs-Arsenal and I'm thinking about goals like the, the goal that Aaron Ramsey scored a couple of years ago when Tottenham were playing at Wembley and he's sort of like wheeling off after he's scored, like, I own this pitch, like, this is my pitch sort of thing. But seeing him do that in the red Arsenal kit means a bit more, I think. So, yeah, I think you're right because a lot of rivalries... Um, you know the teams change kits and I'm thinking although it's not a local rivalry as such but you know when United and Liverpool play and always one's in their away kit so yeah there's something special about, about the the North London derby. Um,
0: yeah I guess you're right there because when a team wears their away kit as is the case now away kits doesn't it doesn't matter what colour they are right so they could be in any colour they choose, which means that it does lose a bit of their iconicness, if you will.
1: Yeah. And I also have spent the first four weeks talking about how much I love Awake It. So maybe I'm really contradicting myself. But eh, no, you know.
0: not, not at all, because at the same time, I think what you're what you, a lot of the away It you talk about have um, pinpoint moments, exact moments that you remember that shirt because maybe it isn't worn as much there are definite moments of them wearing it that you remember more yeah yeah totally okay um well it is also Mother's Day so I just want to really quickly say happy Mother's Day to all the mothers uh, my mom uh, my wife Charlotte who helped lets me do this and also your mom because she's wonderful at posting pictures on Instagram of you as a little baby and I get to like it
1: <laughs> she is
0: yeah she she's she's good for that uh, Mark, first question though: Do you have any shirts that you've spotted in Berlin this week?
1: I have some disappointing news. Uh, sadly, not. It's been a quiet week on the shirt spotting front. Um, the weather's turned a bit, a bit cold, a bit snowy, a bit rainy again here. So people are pretty covered up. We're not. We're, we haven't seen a huge amount of anything. Anything too out of the ordinary, I should say. Um, I was out earlier today and saw. I think it was a Wolfsburg. Uh, Raincoat. Um, I'm pretty sure it was Wolfsburg, although it was blue. I know Wolfsburg normally playing green, so maybe it was an away kit or something along those lines. I'm not one hundred percent sure. But no, it's been it's been a quiet week. I think once the weather turns and people start to go out in their t-shirts and stuff like that, um, and obviously once people can play sports again, we can't play amateur sports here yet um so once that once that becomes a thing this section is going to go crazy because i'm going to have to be really selective of what i talk about um so nothing too out of the ordinary to report just yet
0: okay that's fair enough i've got two things to tell you quickly is um now you mentioned wolfsburg i did see that wolfsburg have released a new kit a diversity kit in which the um the sponsor is in a rainbow color it looks really pretty i Pretty, yeah, it looks really nice. And also, I sent you a spotted shirt this week in which I saw, you'll have to remind me the year. What year was it? Was it 1994? 95 Arsenal 96. 95, 95 96. Arsenal Awakened. Blue. So it's a dark blue and then um, kind of a lighter blue shoulders. Sweet, yeah, sorry. And it had Ian Wright and number eight on the back. Um, and it was a man running, wearing it.
1: That is, I have so many issues with this. It's first of all, I that's a shirt that I had I actually had David Platt on the back of that one, uh, number seven David Platt. Uh, so from when I was a, a young a youngster, and it's it's a iconic kit. It's uh, it's it's beautiful, but my god, it should not be worn to run in ah that is so offensive seeing someone out for a run in that shirt because that's a shirt that you that you hang in your wardrobe and you only ever wear on like special occasions and you know if we're in the cup final or something you get that one out that's not to be worn out on a run
0: come on man what are you doing (laughs) yeah that's fair enough um right do you have anything you want to talk about this week before we get onto our shirts Uh, Yes, I do. Uh, I do. I have a couple of pointers, actually.
1: Um, I was watching some highlights of some some Southampton game, and there's something that really bugs me about their home shirt for this season. And I'm not going to mention the S word that we have spoken about for the last three (laughs) weeks. I'm going to see if we can get through a, a whole episode without mentioning the S word. But the one thing that I really hate about this shirt and it really reminds me of something is the detail around the collar and it's got the black uh, the black uh, border i guess around the collar and the collar comes comes down and then it goes like straight at the bottom and the black border underneath the straight bit is a lot longer it's thicker in, dens- in density than the bits around the uh, and the collar, and every time I see them playing in that shirt, it makes me think. And it's such a stupid thing to get like annoyed about, but it's just a design thing that really bugs me. That it looks like you know when they're getting interviewed on the news, and sometimes they wear those like fluffy lapel mics that just sit on the on your collar. Yeah, it just really looks like one of those. And every time I see Southampton playing in that shirt, it it just gets on my nerves as I say it's such an irrational thing to get annoyed about but I've got it in my head now that it looks like they're all wearing lapel mics and it's annoying and that's my rant (laughs) over
0: no okay that's fair enough um I do see exactly what you mean um it it does also it does feature on the away kit too but different if that makes sense there's no white trim on it which is interesting it makes it look even worse and of course you are talking about the diagonal stripe going across the chest aren't you
1: yes the diagonal stripe that has a different name (laughs) so anyway so that that's just something that annoys me it just annoys me about the shirt
0: okay I like it I like the fact that it annoys you um so without further ado let's talk about our shirts and now you've already said annoy so I'm going to start if that's okay Please. I am going to share with you this week a kit that annoys me.
1: Yeah, we've not ha- we've not had one of these yet, have we? We've not had no. an, an annoying shirt. We've had shirts that we really like, but
0: yeah, exactly. Would you please do me the honors of describing this football kit?
1: Yeah. Uh, ooh, where do I start? Okay. So, I-, I will start by saying it's a Newcastle away shirt. It looks very much like it could easily pass as a goalkeeper's shirt but it's a Newcastle away shirt I'm tempted to say it's probably from the early noughties maybe 2010 around there somewhere Um, 2009
0: 2010
1: wow okay we said that last week I had a random knack for naming when shirts were from so that's pretty good um it's it's two tone it's two tone yellow uh so it's a more uh, rich darker yellow stripes with a almost like a pastely yellow uh stripe the adidas and the Newcastle badge are centered in this in this or central stripe and the sponsor is northern rock the what I will say is that there's continuity here that, that it doesn't mess about with any different colors. It's, it's, it's just yellow. It's double yellow. The shorts are yellow. The, the shorts are the sort of darker yellow and the socks are hooped yellow, light yellow, dark yellow. God, how many times can I say yellow in this? It's very yellow. Uh, uh, there, there's one detail actually I do like about this shirt. And that is the, and I think it's actually, it's, 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 uh, it's shown on the shirt that I'm also wearing here. It's where the collar tucks under the other collar, almost almost yep. in a sort of the way that a scarf would. But it is, yeah, I mean, it's a stinker, isn't it?
0: I will prerequisite this by saying that just because I don't like this shirt doesn't mean I don't like Newcastle United. Um, they have had some absolutely amazing kits over time and ones we will probably probably could discuss later on or even in different podcasts but this one for me is just one that absolutely stinks um i do remember that it did look a little bit better when they played with the black shorts every so often they did play in black shorts with it and it does make it look a little bit nicer but you are right um it is two different types of yellow in a stripe format Now, another redeeming feature is uh, something that I quite like, is the fact that the home kit was identical, but with different colours. Does that make sense? So it was obviously a Newcastle kit. The stripes were in exactly the same place, but obviously it was black and white. So I quite like that. And that's also something that... I say through gritted teeth I quite like about this season's West Brom kits is the fact that they wear blue and white and their away kit is green and yellow but in exactly the same like design. Yeah. Um from what I remember Newcastle United got relegated the season before back when Alan Shearer took over tried to help them stay up and they failed miserably. They went down. And this got called the deck chair football kit because it reminded people of a deck chair. And um, I remember in a pre—I don't—I uh, remember in a pre-season friendly. I think they lost six nil to Leighton Orient. And I know it's only a pre-season friendly and doesn't mean anything, but you can imagine you've just been relegated. You have a pre-season friendly. You're wearing this deck chair shirt, and you lose six nil to Leighton Orient, who were at that point in. League One. It, it felt pretty embarrassing. Uh, but having said that, Newcastle United are obviously a very decent team, are now back in the Premier League, and uh, we haven't seen that shirt since.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's... So I'm looking at someone here. So you said that you've got it described as a deck chair. Someone here has described it as the custard cream. Uh, which I get, I see that. I quite like a custard cream, I have to say, that's a bit of a rogue choice, but it's quite divisive biscuit. Um, But yeah, custard creams I like, this shirt I absolutely don't like. Um, Yeah, it's... So, they won won the championship that year, so fair play, I mean, you've seen teams like, uh, you know, that have been relegated, like... Uh, like Bolton, like uh, like Charlton, like um, like Blackburn. These like big, you know, what were big like staple teams of the Premiership, yeah. getting relegated and not coming, you know, never being seen again. Um, obviously that's happened to Wolves a couple of times, but fair play to Newcastle. Like they bounced straight back. Maybe their opponents, when they were wearing this kit, were so horrified at how disgusting it is <laughs> that they just were like, I can't do this. Um, what, how do you feel about this? I, I think we've mentioned a centralised logo
0: before. Maybe we haven't. Well, what's your thoughts on the central logo? Um, if the logo, if the badge is centralised, then the logo has to be centralised too. Like, it all has to look uniform. Yeah. there are some kits that don't have that and it really bugs me um yeah a few kits might have a centralized adidas logo but then the badge will be on the right hand side yeah arsenal had a few so, of
1: those a, a few of those ones
0: so i do give it again there are redeeming elements of it i don't know i kind it. of
1: I, I i'm tempted to disagree i'm tempted to disagree there's something uh, so I'm looking here, as many of our listeners will know, I am an Arsenal fan, and we had the centralised Arsenal badge during the 2004-05 season where we wore the red current, uh, red current shirt. But then also, yes. I think the season before that, we it, we had a centralised logo as well. Um, But the night tick was on the uh, right-hand shoulder, and I thought it looked quite nice. It didn't look so... Bland. I think almost the way that the Newcastle shirt is here with both of them centralized. It feels like everything's very squashed on this shirt. Like why is everything so high up?
0: Yeah, I yeah, I can see that.
1: The nor- the, the 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 logo the sponsor, the northern rock sponsor is like at armpit level, and that seems quite it seems like they've they've gone like we need to put everything up at the top. And then leave the re- like the other three quarters of the shirt, totally
0: blank. It looks weird to me. You are right. The more th- the problem is, every time I try and look at the shirt, uh, objectively, I just don't like it. You know, I I look on my phone and I look at a picture of a player wearing it, and I'm just thinking, it's horrible. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's bad. I don't really have too much else to say about it. Um, but again, I would say again that Newcastle United have had some absolute beauties of football shirts, uh, in particular a burgundy and blue hooped kit from the 90s. And this, something else we might talk about at some point is the sponsors. Newcastle Brown Ale was yeah. just so synonymous with Newcastle United. For me, growing up watching football, Yeah, that kind of circle with it in the middle was brilliant and that's something that's, and they replicated that a few seasons later I think it was maybe last season or the season before they had it again and it was just truly wonderful
1: yeah shout out to Newcastle that season as well they had um, I think it it looks here like they they kept a lot of the players that they went down with uh, the season before so they had uh, Andy Carroll, they had Steven Taylor, they had uh, Jonas Gutierrez um, they they had Damien Duff that year although it looks like he only played one game but their top scorer that season they, they had joint top scorers uh, in that season uh, they had Andy Carroll who got 17 league goals and yeah. another player got 17 league goals, Kevin Nolan 17 goals from midfield good for him Wow, I'm guessing he probably did he take the free kicks and the penalties, but even still, I mean seventeen goals from midfield is a is a good effort yeah, absolutely. He must have been on penalty patrol yeah still there forty four well, games played person?
0: every every league game that season, Kevin Nolan right, do you know what I think that's it really I don't want to talk about it too much because i it's hurting my eyes to look at it more um Yeah, sorry, Newcastle fans, it's a no from me on that one. I'll tell you what, though, if you liked it, if you're listening and you liked that shirt, then just tweet us at at shirtspod and just give me a reason why. And it could be any reason you like. It could be that you got given it as a present and you wore it and it means something to you, whatever. Um, Just let us know. Yeah. Yeah, sounds good.
1: Well, OK, so why don't we move on to something that's a bit more pleasing on the eye? How does that sound to you? Yep, sounds lovely. Let's go for it. OK, so I will present to you my kit, which uh, which you can
0: uh, describe for me, if you like. Okie dokie. OK. Um, am I right in thinking it's 2011, 2012? That's, that's correct. correct. OK, so... Mark has sent me this shirt. It is, I can see straight away, it is a France shirt. It is, well, it is white with very dark blue hoops, very small hoops going all the way across. And on the sleeves, it has a dark blue Nike tick and it has a France badge, which is a white badge with a uh, blue cockerel, the star above it but the badge itself is a shield, which is then put over the top of the stripes. Um, If I was to describe it any better, I would say it looks like what one would describe as a typical French outfit. I
1: mean, is there just anything more like beautifully French than this shirt? Like it's it's so simple. It's so so, like clean. It's so French. Um, so yeah, it was the shirt they wore in the twenty eleven to twenty twelve campaign. So they wore it in the in the. It's it's an away kit, by the way. Obviously, because yeah. I'm obsessed with away kits. Um, so I was doing a bit of reading into this. It was actually designed by Karl Lagerfeld, the uh, the 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 clothes fashion designer, um, and the inspiration did come from the old school like French sailors uniforms. So I think this was really that first integration of football and fashion. And we always had a thing. I'm, I'm guessing this is something that people always have in their offices. In my office, definitely, there was always someone, multiple people, that would always come in wearing blue and white hooped t-shirts all the time. There was always there was, Basically on every day, there would always be someone wearing the, this like classic, classic design top. And this shirt is just lovely. Like it's, it's. I think we're starting to see more now the integration of fashion within football shirt design, right? Like, I think brands are realizing now that people are wearing football shirts as a fashion statement, not just yep. because they like the team. There's been there have been shirts that I've bought that Barcelona kit that we talked about last week. I don't like Barcelona. I don't support Barcelona. I bought the shirt because it's aesthetically pleasing. I think it looks nice, and I think this shirt seemed like it was the first step into that, into that mixing of worlds. For, on this, on the team side of things, um, obviously France in the World Cup twenty ten had a terrible time, lost all their games, and this was almost like. Symbolic changing of the guard. They were loot. They lost a lot of their players at the end of that season. You know, Thierry Henry, uh, William Gallas, Nicolas Anelka, all players like this had played their last games for France. And with this new blood, you had players like Samir Nasri, Olivier Giroud, Blaise Matuidi. It was like a new era for French football. Um, and my God, they were looking good, looking good, doing it, weren't they? I mean, it's it's just beautiful it looks like something that you would see in like a Jean-Paul Gaultier advert you know like the the guy the sailor sailing through absolutely
0: yeah completely yeah
1: it's um I I have a slight bias towards France because of the links with Arsenal over the years um so there's that but I I, I, wish I'd have, I wish I'd have tried to buy this shirt when it came out because it's just it almost looks more like a rugby shirt. I'm not really a big rugby guy I don't really watch rugby that much, but this looks almost like something that a French rugby team would would wear you're You're into your rugby,
0: aren't you? <laughs> I love my rugby. Would you agree with that?: Yeah, I agree It does have an element of rugbyness about it. It's that kind of small. Pin not pinstripe. Sorry, the small hoops across does remind you of a rugby shirt. Um, I it's it's lovely, and you're right. It is really fashionable. Um, that was Euro twenty twelve, right? So they that was the year that they got drawn in the same group as England.
1: Yeah, so they didn't wear this at the Euros. They had a new kit by then. But that was oh. yeah, it was that year. Uh, they uh, France got knocked out in the quarterfinals. Uh, uh by uh, Spain they lost to Spain but yeah you're right it was the year that we played them in the in the group stages
0: right okay that's really cool
1: i just think Look. that it's there's something so simple about it it's it's just lovely
0: it kind of comes back a bit to that england shirt that i talk about from the 2010 world cup the simplicity of it makes it um what it is but kind of going back to what you were talking about with the fashion element and shirts being fashionable i think you're right um there are probably other shirts that have been made by designers i can't think of any right now but listeners if you know of any shirts teams that you support that are made by fashion designers then please let us know oh um Stella McCartney did the uh, Team GB didn't she for the London 2012 yeah. Olympics. You're so right that yeah. That's kind of on that. And that was that was like the birth of Team GB because before that it was Great Britain. And mm. then Stella McCartney de- designed this kit that kind of went across all of the teams for football, the handball, the athletics. They all, yeah. even the swimming, the diving, they all had that blue and white Union flag on yeah. the, on there. And that was, that was Stella McCartney. But, yeah, if you can think of any, more, any others, then please let us know. For um, sure. But I think what you're saying is, and you said it with the third kits, that's one of the things that third kits tend to do nowadays. Third yeah. kits... In at least in the Premier League at least always tend to be a more stylized kit that looks like or feels like it's designed for people to wear out and about rather than being played in
1: yeah, and also you only really have to look at some of the um some of the photography that gets issued when when clubs are releasing their kits It's not players standing with footballs anymore it's players with their denim jackets on over the tops of their shirts with the you know i think with the arsenal ones they they had a, a bamiang and lacazette standing on top of the emirate stadium in the shirt like with their leather jackets on their marketing shirts now to a fashion audience rather than to a football supporting audience i think that's cool i think that as a marketer i think that's uh, like a an interesting space to tap into. I've bought more football, sh- more Arsenal shirts in the last two years than I have done probably in the ten years before that. It's all a marketing game, I guess. But yeah, it is. It's an interesting
0: step back into step into a a fashion led world. I remember this season's Wolves kit, um, away kit, was released in a similar vein. I don't actually remember seeing players wearing it, but it was worn by skaters in skate parks over the top of hoodies and with yep. jeans on and be, you know wearing it while skating. And that was the advert for the kit. It was white with I don't know a blue marbly wash effect. It didn't. I don't think it went down very well with supporters, but I have no idea how it sold. But again, you could just tell it was marketed towards people wearing it as a fashion item rather than wearing it as a kit you'd wear out to play football
1: totally and i i bought the arsenal away kit from this season the white with the like marble effect and it i I mean i haven't been able to play football obviously because of all of the situation but it's not a shirt that i would probably that i would wear to play football in it i bought it in the long sleeve it's a shirt that i probably would wear yeah Out and about. Thank you. Say hello to Mark. Hi
0: Mark.
1: Hello, number one fan. Hi
0: Mark.
1: Hello. Here, happy Mother's Day. Wait, can you hear me? She can't (laughs) hear you. (laughs) Don't don't repeat what I said. Don't repeat what I said.
0: (laughs) Happy Mother's Day. Probably keep that in, right? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. You bought me lunch. Very nice.
1: Yeah, I actually also haven't really eaten lunch. We tend to eat breakfast quite late on a Sunday, so I'll like eat breakfast. Then it'll get to like a time like this and it's like, oh shit, I haven't eaten, but like
0: should I just wait and then eat dinner or um can't think of many I tell you what, there is something I actually think about. Brother in law. Ben. Um My brother-in-law, Ben, he is a Leighton Orient fan. And when I told him we were doing this podcast, he just sent me tons of Orient shirts, which I think we need to get him on the podcast to discuss because the lower down the leagues you go, the more bizarre, I think, football kits get because you see them not having the standard brand, right? So less Nikes, or at least in the 90s, it was less Nikes and Adidas's and more uh, bookters and uh, admiral, and assics, and things like Nutmegs. Nut, yeah, nutmeg. <laughs> um, Listen back to episode and, one for that little uh, nugget. That's a lovely throwback. <laughs> uh, and anyway, he sent me all these kits, and some of them are absolutely amazing. But he did say that... Um, it was quite funny. He said that... Um, where is it? He, as an Orient fan, he bought all the kits. And he said that Jasper Conran uh, did a kit at one point. And in between all these shirts being, like, sent to me over WhatsApp, he was frantically researching. And he couldn't find it anywhere until he finally found that uh, Marchpole, Marchpole Holdings, uh, is a owner... Now March Pole is repositioning Yves Saint Laurent, but also to develop other brands such as Jasper Conran. So there was a time when Leighton Orient was sponsored by March Pole Group, and therefore their kits were made by Jasper Conran. Okay. So there's, there's something there. The other Actually, the other
1: one that I, I just remembered was the ones that came out earlier on last year, the Pharrell Williams Human Race uh, shirts, the Arsenal... Take on the bruised banana, the Man United, the old blue and white Man United one, uh, and some of the European ones as well. So, but so there, 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 there are definitely some more. Um, but yeah, I'd be interested to talk uh, to hear a bit more about some of those older lateen orient
0: ones, definitely. Those Pharrell Williams kits, uh, human race kits, are very interesting because Bayern Munich wore theirs in a cup match but Arsenal only used theirs as a warm-up shirt for a game. So I don't really understand where the difference is there, like why one team are going to wear them as a kit and why one team are just going to wear them as a a warm-up.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure. It didn't give Bayern Munich... I think they lost against a a much lower league side, so maybe it was just as well they only wore
0: it for one game. Speaking of the uh, Pharrell Williams human race, I own a pair of the... Pharrell Williams, Human Race, uh, Predator football boots. As, Very uh, nice for the, for the listeners. Uh, let me take it. Contain. Let me take a
1: quick screen grab. Let me take a quick screen grab.
0: Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and they are, so they are um, a kind of throwback to the Predator accelerator design with the three Adidas stripes, but with a modern twist on it. But Football boots is another thing I could talk about forever, but I won't. You do love your football boots. I do. And that's another thing, actually, going on what you were saying about designers making kits. There's brands like Porsche get involved and uh, make Puma football boots and have a Porsche logo on them. And they sell for thousands of pounds. But I can't ever think of them being that great. And you'd never want to wear them.
1: No, I think that's the thing is, that, yeah, if you're spending, you do you want to wear a pair of boots that you've spent 500 quid on or more? You wouldn't want to wear them every day. You'd want to, you'd just want to take them out on like a very special occasion. But
0: even then, it's just, yeah, it's a bit of a weird concept, actually. It kind of comes back to you in your Ian Wright blue away kit at the start. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you'll see someone wear, wearing them on a Sunday league in, like, 15 years' time or something.
0: All right, well, that's... I um, That... That, uh, uh, that France shirt is definitely one that goes in the good pile. And actually reminds me that France have actually had some really good shirts from that time. I think from the... Very similar to um, England how they were Umbro, and then Nike bought them out and in 2010. They had some really nice tailored shirts that came out since, and there's been some really good ones. I think very similar, that kind of rebooting of the French football team post um, the horrific 2002 World Cup, post um, you know, Thierry Henry, Will Tord, Anelka, Evera kind of thing. Growing from then, that kit. There's been some fantastic ones because they had one. Was it around the same time? The blue one. It had a grandad collar home kit yeah. as well.
1: I think it was very similar to the one that we've been talking about today, but just in a in a blue version. But I've al- I've always been quite a fan of the French kits, as I say, partly because of of the Arsenal link, but there's just something quite like classic about them, about just like a kind of blue and red predominantly blue with the red trim it, it it sticks to it sticks to the Frenchness quite well.
0: That's pretty cool. I like the idea as well that you like something because of the connection with it. like you know you you like a French team because you like their kit rather than you support France. mm yeah, and it made me think it makes me think like are there teams that I like because of a kit that I like? Or is there a team that I hate because of a kit I don't like? And I could think <laughs> Newcastle. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, apparently. But for example, I'll tell you what, actually, there's one more of like when Wolves were in the Championship, where after we'd been relegated from the Premier League the first time. It was uh, we played QPR a lot, and QPR is just blue and white, but in a hoop format rather than. Striped format and with wolves having West Brom as rivals, I just didn't like blue and white stripes and blue and white hoops. So I didn't like QPR at all. It probably coincided with the time that he probably didn't even manage them. But Neil Warnock was probably their manager, and I didn't like him because he just even... seems like he'd managed QPR, doesn't he? I think he did manage. I think
1: he was a QPR manager at some point. But if not, then he probably he probably will be one day. <laughs>
0: um, and yeah, you know, I didn't like. Sh- Warnock was the manager when uh, Wolves beat Sheffield United in the playoff final. And he was a bit arty then. Obviously, it comes full circle because he got arty when Wolves beat Cardiff. Uh, when we were on our promotion push a few seasons ago. Because Nuno like, got really excited and didn't shake his hand. And started shouting expletives at him. But you know, it all kind of like ties together. I don't like teams that wear blue and white stripes. Especially like dark blue because of that West Brom link. What about you? Uh,
1: I mean, it would be too easy to say that anyone that plays in... I'm not a huge fan of the colour white because of Tottenham. I feel like that would be too easy uh, a too easy thing to say.
0: Uh, I'm going to stop you I, right quickly there. Okay. Because your away kit is white. With yeah. With red bits. So... Yeah. I'm just. I'm, I'm going to let you get back to it in a second, but my father-in-law, he is a Spurs fan. Um, he doesn't like to wear red because of the Arsenal link. Um, now, he's this obviously a Spurs fan, so he doesn't like wearing red. And I don't ever imagine there being a red Spurs away kit. Yeah. But Arsenal have got a, and have had white away kits. So yeah. do you think that means that Arsenal are more in Spurs heads than Spurs are in Arsenal heads. (laughs) Uh,
1: It's possible. And I realise also that it does make me sound very hypocritical by saying that I don't like any white kits because of Tottenham, but then I have indeed myself bought a white Arsenal kit. The reason why I bought the Arsenal kit was because it's so... It's so, like, out there that I can imagine in, like... uh, I'm imagining... I'm fast-forwarding my life now... Twenty years, where I've got I've got children, you know, maybe like a teenage son or daughter, and I pass them down all of my Arsenal kits, and it's so rogue and so random that they'll think it's like either super cool and they'll be like really hip by wearing this old Arsenal shirt, or it will I don't know maybe yeah I don't know that's how I'm like fast forwarding my life so that was one of the reasons why I thought oh, I'm gonna buy this shirt. Um, but yeah, it is. It, I I realised the hypocrisy in it by um by yeah it being a white Arsenal shirt for sure.
0: That's fair enough. You also picked a white shirt today, so.
1: <laughs> Who knows what's going on in my head? There was one thing that I actually wanted to um one other thing that I wanted to ask you, um yep. and this this week um in the news, there was the um, the fall down of Football Index, you know, that, like, betting platform. Yeah. And there were two teams in the championship that were sponsored by Football Index, one of them being Queen's Park Rangers, which is what made me just remember, Yeah. and one of them being Nottingham Forest. Um, and I saw this week that the Nottingham Forest kits uh, were all... Um, put on special offer. They were trying to sell them off, basically, partly because I guess they're trying to make a bit of money, they're they're, um, getting to the end of the season, whatever. I don't know, you probably haven't seen the Nottingham Forest away kit from this season. And if you haven't, I'm gonna show it to you right now because it is an absolute beauty. And I know that we're, we're, we're moving slightly off topic here, but I've just sent it to you. Oh, my
0: word. It's blue
1: and it's got a yellow. I mean, it's got yellow hoops. I guess you would call them hoops, but they're thin,
0: it's wavy
1: dry. hoops. And it's lovely. It's very nice. So interestingly, they don't have the football index logo on the junior shirts. I presume that's something to do with advertising, gambling to children, which I like. Um, But all of the Nottingham Forest shirts went down to £10 each. I'm not a Nottingham Forest fan. Again, I've... I don't really know much about them. I know one guy who's a who's a Nottingham Forest fan, and I was like for a tenner, I was like quite tempted to buy it. Uh, they sold out pretty much instantly because I think certainly the away shirt is, is actually really nice. Um, but it just just got me thinking. Just got me thinking as we as you mentioned QPR that we were talking about kits and and these these ones. So this weekend QPR played with a different sponsor, and Nottingham
0: Forest played just with a blank a blank shirt. Do you remember a few seasons ago, um, West Ham was sponsored by a company that went bust, and it was a big square logo. And um, what they ended up doing was just covering it up with a white square with their numbers in the middle. <laughs> yeah, was- I don't remember.
1: I remember them doing. I don't remember them doing it like that, but I remember them having to cover it up, <laughs> just sticking their numbers on the front. That's funny.
0: But do you actually? Then that reminds me. Back in the old days, I was to say the old days. Good lord. Back in like early noughties, late nineties, teams like Liverpool that had um, alcohol sponsors, you they'd go play abroad. And this was back when um, Champions League games and Europa League games, it wasn't, oh, back when Champions League games and UEFA Cup games were shown on like ITV and Channel 5. You'd see them playing, but they would have literally, I'm pretty sure it was colored tape across their shirt to cover the alcohol sponsor. Cause that wasn't allowed in certain countries
1: yeah yeah i remember that and that's actually a perfect segue because arsenal once played an away game against hamburg champions league maybe 2006 maybe and we were sponsored both teams were sponsored by fly emirates and there was some sort of rule that basically said in european games you couldn't both be sponsored by the same sponsor so Arsenal wore a one off shirt that was that had obviously just had the fly emirates stuck over uh, and it said Dubai on the front very rare Arsenal shirt because we only ever wore it once um so yeah, that was another quite interesting one
0: that is really cool. I like the idea of that um. Wolves also have a sponsor, um, a betting company sponsor, so our kids' shirts have University of Wolverhampton sponsor the kids' shirts, which is really nice. That's good. Or oh, Wolves Foundation. I found that Dubai kit. That's really interesting. Yeah. That's crazy. I didn't know that rule.
1: I don't think it's a rule anymore because our, uh we played uh we played Benfica 2 weeks ago and um, I think Benfica are also sponsored by Fly Emirates and we didn't uh, so I think it's obviously just an old some old made up rule that that happened back in the day but um but yeah I think we won maybe 1-0 that day Thomas Ruzicki scored a blinder.
0: Right oh, cool. Okay. Well there we go. Those are our two shirts today. Um before we go I have some brown kit news, Yeah, um, which is also a fan favourite. I had um, my friend, Jack. um, Shout out to Jack. He is someone who I talk to about football kits as well. He listened to the podcast and sent in a brown football kit uh, for us to have a look at. Um, The brown football kit is that... It is the kit of Corinthians, and it's an away kit, Uh, their third kit for the 2020 season. It is uh, made by Nike, and it is brown, and it's got a pale blue cross. I guess that's the best way of calling it, isn't it? Cross going across the chest, and then a stripe down the middle as well. And it has blue finishes on the collar and on the sleeve. And actually, do you know what? It's really nice. It is nice, yeah.
1: I, I like it actually. It's it's got the similar. I'm looking at it here. It's got the similar um, fingerprint pattern that I think the Liverpool, some of the other Nike kits have. Like the, I think the Liverpool goalkeeper's strip has it this season. Um, it's I like it. It's I like the brown and the sky blue. Um, I like the cross. That's an interesting um, an interesting addition. Um, it's not horrible.
0: Yeah. No. Welcome, Jack. Um, <laughs> OK, so in other news, I found a football kit that reminded me of confectionery slash sweets. And it was a heart kit from a few years ago. And it is a absolutely horrendous showing of yellow and pink hoops with yellow shorts and yellow socks with pink stripes on the socks and it just reminds me of a fruit salad. Oh, these are the things you just don't
1: get in Germany. Like Absolutely. that you look at that and it's like that's a fruit salad. It just look it just looks lovely. You just want to eat it. You just want to
0: eat the shirt. Do I need to send you some fruit <laughs> salads in the post?
1: Let's make a list. Terry's chocolate orange fruit salad and then we'll see uh we'll see what we can how long the
0: list goes send you i'll send you a a sweets and chocolate care package i love it there was one other um, thing
1: there were actually there were two other really quick things on the sweets confectionery situation that we didn't mention yet one of them which i saw on twitter um that i saw someone had mocked up um two shirts one of them it was to do with Easter, and it was a mock-up design of football shirts that were made to look like a cream egg wrapper and mini egg wrappers. And I thought, well, it was funny because we were talking about that last week, and it popped up on my Twitter timeline. So first of all, there was that, and we—I'll share the tweet. Um, I'll share the tweet after at some point this week. Yeah. And the other thing that I wanted to talk about very, very quickly, because we were talking about confectionery and sweets and chocolate and food and football shirts, and we didn't mention the bruised banana. And that fits, I guess, into that. It's not a sweet or a chocolate, I know that, but
0: it's there or thereabouts. It's food. You want to think that uh, talking about a skanky old banana (laughs) is in the same league as... (laughs) That's no, what enough. can I say? What can I say? I, do you know what? I think it was an unwritten rule in my head that I was going to go as long as I could without mentioning the words bruised banana. Uh, we made it to the end of episode
1: five. And
0: there we episode go. Episode five. There we go. We did right, very well. well yeah. Um, guys, um, I hope you're enjoying our podcast so far. We are having fun making them and we're going to continue to make them. Um, if you want to get involved at all, um, if you want us to talk about a shirt, if you want us to talk about something you've seen in the news or something that's um, piqued your interest when it comes to watching football, then do let us know. Our email address is wonderfulfootballshirts at gmail.com and our Twitter handle and Instagram handle is at shirtspod. You can send us a DM, you can send us a tweet, you can send us a story, you can tag us in something. Uh, we'll have a look at it and we'll have a talk about it and it we'll hopefully feature it on the show. Absolutely. Cool. Um, that's it, really. So thanks again, everybody, for uh, sticking around, having a listen. Thanks, Mark, for taking time out your day to chat to me about football shirts. It's been an absolute pleasure. And I look forward to the next one
1: already and up the arsenal. Oh, God, there we go. All right, bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>